You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 14. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 14. Uh All right, guys, um, we're actually all coming to you this week via virtual happenings here, so we hope that the quality isn't too bad for everyone. Uh, Maybe, again, bear with us. This is our first time all being remote, so uh, we've worked with Jeanette. Uh, Shout out to Bro Lady for helping us out with that, and we think it ought to be good to go, so we appreciate everyone continuing to tune in with us uh, along for the ride. On today's topic, we will be discussing life and its happenings with the coronavirus. Obviously, it's a pretty big deal throughout our country, throughout our world. And first and foremost, thoughts and prayers again go out to people on the front lines in healthcare, um, all our loved ones, people that are uh, suffering from the virus right now. And uh, we just give praise and thanks to God for his bigger plan that we don't know of at the current moment. Uh, Today, the guys will be discussing their current outlook on the virus, uh, what they've been doing with their time during the virus, and what they hope to improve about themselves uh, throughout the course of however long this time may be. And I thought it would be an appropriate topic or title, I guess, for the podcast today to be Making Lemons Out of Lemonade, so making some some good things maybe out of a tough situation. And with that, we'll throw it over to John, who's going to read us a little review today. Well, first off, I would say we're going to be making lemonade out of lemons. What I say? Um, uh, lemons out of lemonade. <laughs> I'll, take, and, uh, I'll take some lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be correct. There we go. <laughs> that, was a, that was a virtual error. Don't worry about it. Good, moving forward. Okay, so I got a, review from, uh, got a review from uh, a listener. And the subject line says, can't wait. Looking forward to hump day slash new release day. Laughing like a little lady, smiley face. Uh, and that's from We Them Boys. And uh, I just, We Them Boys. Uh, and I just want to say, you know, for everybody, we appreciate you sending out reviews and telling us your thoughts and comments. And one thing that I've heard from a lot of people is they'll tell me, you know, something that you touched on in the podcast was, uh, very important to me, and it could have been very, or it can be very f- beneficial to somebody that I know or somebody that I care about. And uh, what they've done, or what they told me they've done, is they've just sent them that particular episode, whether it be on hope, uh, not looking in the rearview mirror, that kind of thing. So think about the people in your life that you care about that uh, you may have heard something that was uh, meaningful, and somebody that may need to hear that message and consider forwarding it on to them. Yeah, man, that's a 
really well said. And, and we do appreciate everyone listening and tuning in. And um, yeah, if people are looking for a little bit of hope, inspiration, make sure to, to pass the word along. Echo, Steve, I said, you know, a lot of times my buddies will send me things that just lift me up for that day or inspire me. You guys send me stuff. And I'd said it before, a lot of times you can't, um, you can't often tell yourself something that you, there's, you have to hear something told you a different way that you can't tell yourself. So that little message uh, could be huge. So there's an episode that inspires you, you know, someone out there that could benefit from it. Just feel free to, to send it to them as a gift. All right, guys, let's roll into our newish weekly segment called Would You Rather? And today I had the luck, I guess, in choosing it. And y'all two don't know about it, but I think it's a pretty good one. And it is, would you rather run at 100 miles an hour or fly at 10 miles an hour? Ooh. And that means everywhere you go, that's the only way you're able to get there. I'm guessing that's a, that's the question. You can you can see it through. Let's see it through Craig Cream's eyes. Okay. Oh wow. I will probably because I'm a runner. I'll probably go with the run at 100 miles an hour, which sounds crazy. But I guess if anything, you can get to the destination quickly. Of course, granted, you won't appreciate the view as well as flying at 10. But uh, at least you can you know probably get a lot done. Um, you can minimize travel time. So, but then again, that means, I don't know. That's, I guess that's the only way you can move. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Let's go with it as it's, as that is, would you rather, if you just had the choice, run at a hundred, fly at 10. I'm going to start off by saying run at a hundred until I hear some more feedback and I may, uh, pick it apart, but that's my gut reaction. <laughs> well, I'd like to say, um, I need you to stay with the 100 miles an hour, Craig Cream, because I want to fly at 10 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, I've done some skydiving, and that's just an undescribable, amazing experience to uh, jump out of an airplane and free fall, although I guess it would be a lot slower if I did free fall at 10 miles an hour. But my thinking was I could get on Craig Cream's back. He could run 100 miles an hour, and then I could jump off. <laughs> and then if I just wanted to fly every now and then I'd get on Steve's back I think for take you for a ride <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this I would take the flying for sure not not super hard for me I mean I move pretty fast as it is in life so oh god I would elite athlete <laughs> elite athlete man I already have those guys <laughs> I, I would take the flying I'd rather appreciate the journey for what it is watch the happenings below and 10 dude that's already way faster than I'm already trucking along as it is on walk pace. Do you still have the ability to use vehicles or airplanes? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I think no. you would. That's your, that's your only way to get around. Because that would change things. Because that would take the flying because I could stop in my car when I need to be somewhere quickly. Yeah. You know? I've definitely, that would definitely shut down on your travel distance for sure. You could only go 10 miles an hour permanently. Yeah. You took vehicles out of the picture, I'd go with the run, but if I have the option, I think I could see flying being a, a, a Dude, much more fun. You could be in your vehicle with it going 60, start running. Here we go. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> go even faster. Oh, man. Okay. Well, not too bad for today's segment on that. Um, that was good. All that was right. good. Let's track our way into our current outlook on the virus, which is a pretty broad-based topic, but we thought it might be good for the listeners to kind of get our take on it, uh, which kind of coincides a little bit with the last uh, topic on hope that we did. 
Uh, and I thought it'd be a good place to start uh, is a quote or verse out of Romans. And um, it's from Romans 8, 28. And it says, and we all know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And it's a verse that I really like, and I think is is something that's pretty useful during this time because there is a lot of uncertainty. That's one of the main things that comes out to me in my mind is, man, it's uncertain. When is this going to end? How long is it going to last? Um, how bad is it going to ultimately be? Uh, and, and you get concerned and scared for, for yourself, your loved ones, et cetera. But when you look at it, that it's all part of um, his purpose, part of his plan, it kind of gives me a, a good little bit of peace serenity when I when I look at it in those eyes what, what y'all think on it guys yeah hot dog I agree and uh, even with all of the things going on all of the restriction of activity you know there seems to be a lot of things that are good that are coming of this uh, you know people who are donating money uh, people who are helping out in the community um, you know we were on a group text this morning where somebody sent out uh, a link where Drew Brees is going to donate $5 million to uh, some of the recovery and um, those types of things. So, and it's also, um, you know, I've heard from some of the people who were in the clergy that it's uh, calling a lot of people back to the church and having people reevaluate their life and their situations and where they need to be. So um, while it's uncomfortable and there's a lot of, uh, uncertainty going on right now that does seem to be some good things that are happening yeah I echo both you guys and i think the first thing like you said matt is uncertainty not just uh from a health standpoint and whether or not you'll be somebody who catches it or a loved one and the consequences of that but also the economic uncertainty um with people having you know a lot of people losing their jobs or greatly reducing their ability to work and the economic repercussions that may come from that and the anxiety from that but as Steve mentioned, I think you're seeing the best in people come out at, at, you know, locally, you're seeing people give and sacrifice nationally, people who have more resources than others. Uh, you're seeing more people's faith increase. And I'm sure we'll get on a lot of those subtopics as we go, but it's, so it's, you know, definitely, um, we were hit with a big lemon between the eyes, but I'm starting to see people, you know, juice that lemon and add some sugar to it. So it's, um, it's, it's coming along. So, you know, it's going to be a journey for everybody. But uh, that's kind of my initial thoughts on it. Yeah, and the, the thing that kind of toggles along for myself with this is I, I have, I've been running around preaching this snap of a finger situation here for quite a while now. And I've had a lot of examples in my own life in which it's happened and people around me, but this is like the biggest one yet um, because boom, in the snap of the, fing snap of the finger, it all changed. Um, and it, I still notice it every day. I'm, I'm a person who loves to go uh, rarely at my house and now working remotely from home. I'm normally, I was telling somebody yesterday, I'm normally in my house for like an hour to max of like normal time in the evenings before I go to bed. I'm, I'm out and about and a lot. And now I feel a good bit more confined to the situation. So it's funny and in the snap of a finger for myself, it, it all kind of stopped and, and the new normal is, is a good bit different now. I'm with you, brother. Um, you know, as a, Position, you know, me and Steve for our, our our job is to see patients all day, you know, and people come in and there's a large volume of people that need to be touched and seen and talked to. And now we're not allowed to touch them or you see them. Uh, fortunately, we can talk to them to some extent with uh, remote telehealth uh, 
video conferencing capabilities, but even that has its limitations. And uh, when it comes to, say, for example, the injections I give, uh, our Department of Health has pretty much said you can no longer do elective procedures. And for a lot of people, uh, these injections provided pain relief, but it wasn't necessarily an emergency. As, a, as, a, as it stands now, it has to be a threat to life or limb to have a, a procedure done. So, like you said, I would be home for the evenings and mornings, but now I'm here all day and uh, I'm not giving shots. You know, I'm talking to a few patients on the phone, but it's definitely a big change from what I was doing uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, it is a big change. And um, I started doing some teleconferencing stuff uh, last few days too. Uh, trying to limit, amount, limit the amount of FaceTime and see if people uh, fall in the category um, of emergency uh, treatment. Um, so it's definitely a new deal for me. And uh, I don't know, it's been interesting. It may be something that opens up more time in the future once this is all settled down. Yeah, John, I think that's a great point. Uh, I think that we are being forced to, to go for more of a technology standpoint, which I'm terrible at, uh, we all know, but it, it's forcing us to, to open new horizons that I do think will be uh, good in the future. Another thing that, that I see out of this as is an opportunity. I'm normally one who does say, hey, embrace all things. And sometimes it's no fun embracing the bad in life, but embrace it as a, a potential opportunity. Uh, personally, I look at this as something that it's, it's our turn, our generation's turn to to deal with something. Uh, when I look at it, you know, we haven't really, the major world wars we weren't involved with. They had some other pandemics like this back in the early 1900s. It's kind of our turn. Like it's, like I said, there's a, a point in life. Life is not supposed to be easy. You're supposed to go through some of the ups and downs and to get to eternal happiness where there's obviously a happiness uh, full of uh, eternal time. So I think it's all, if you can embrace it, for the opportunity to that which it is and make the best of it, uh, I think we're all better for it. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of things going around in the media, a lot of different uh, verbiage is being used that I think most people don't know a lot about. Uh, for instance, uh, off-label use of medication, which uh, like the hydroxyquinolone uh, is being used as a first-line treatment for a lot of uh, these critical patients. Uh, Craig Graham, would you like to talk a little bit about off-label use of medication and what that means? How often is that normally utilized? Yeah, so it's interesting. There's medicines that we've used for years for different conditions. Uh, and I'll use one as an example, gabapentin. Uh, you may have heard of that medicine, uh, Neuron, <laughs> same medicine. Uh, but that's, yeah, we just talked about it before. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Steve knows about it. Steve knows about it. I'm thinking of, I don't know, a lot of our listeners even have heard of it but it's basically an anti-seizure medication that we primarily use now for neuropathic pain or nerve pain because you know the brain and the nerves are all sort of the same and you know like in layman's terms and so it, it can stabilize uh, the nerve membrane and help with pain uh, you know Plaquenil is a anti-rheumatic drug anti-malarial drug that has clinical evidence to support you know, malaria and some of these uh, like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis when prescribed by a rheumatologist. And what it does is it modulates or modulates the immune response to basically decrease inflammation. And so I guess in some cases, these uh, cases of um, Corona, the SARS, the lung, uh, the pneumonia that it causes is an inflammatory response that your body just hyper has this overwhelming immune response to you flood to attack the 
the virus and it just you know fills your lungs up with fluid. So there was this sort of thought, I guess, that, hey, if we use this medicine, it might help. And there's been some mixed reports coming in with people using this off-label, uh, using this medication from an off-label standpoint. And they're, they're showing some promising uh, results, granted, in medicine, typically takes, you know, years of clinical trials and studies and verification and approval. And that's some of the um, criticism that you've been hearing lately is, you know, the government, I don't know how to put this, you know, from, from a medicine standpoint, we'd like to have some degree of evidence that it, it works. Uh, to what extent do you just try it anyway, if it's going to save a life versus waiting for all these studies to come out. So I think it's going to be an ongoing thing where they're, they're using it with the hope that maybe it'll help some people, but also gathering a lot of data because they're even saying when you mix it with other medicines, it might work better. So hopefully in short order, we'll, we'll see something come out of this, whether it's with hydroxychloroquine or whether it's, you know, a new medicine or new combination of medicines. Yeah, I think that, um, that was a great question and glad that Craig could elaborate on that a little bit. And when I'm listening to you, Craig, it, it is, it's been pretty neat for me to see all the people use their various talents, God-given talents that they've been given to, to hustle toward the, to the forefront of this problem to hopefully rectify and help bring out some of those things that will help others. That's true. You mentioned opportunity, uh, and there have been plagues in the past, but you know, even before this whole thing happened, I think I was talking to somebody and he said, man, I can't imagine being or living in any other time in history just because of the amount of opportunity we have now and the healthcare and just we have it so easy compared to the way it was say in the 1800s. So even though we're faced with this epidemic now, because of communication and science and research, I mean, we're able to disseminate information so quickly. We're able to mobilize resources uh, extremely fast. And I mean, here we are, you know, going through these medicines, people are working on vaccines and it's all happening so, so fast. And so here we are, we're stressing that this might last a month or two. Whereas in the past, it pretty much would have mowed down a lot of people and then just kind of burned out before, you know, we could do anything about it. Yeah, I think it's also important to, to, uh, to give a little praise and thanks, obviously, well, a lot of it to uh, the people on the front lines and the healthcare industry um, is pretty amazing when you think of, a, you know, people are equating to this in a, some form of a war, which people can do in a sporting event, a baseball game, football game, something like that. And when I first heard that, I was like, man, war. And then when you think about it, yeah, you're fighting the, the virus. It's it's pretty amazing what you're seeing on TV, et cetera. I mean, it makes me feel uh, somewhat bad about myself because all we can really do is try to, to help the community by, you know, uh, practicing the social distancing, et cetera. But watching what the people in the healthcare industry are, are doing is pretty remarkable situation out there. Yeah, it is pretty neat. And uh, they have <clears throat> some signs that have been put up in front of the hospital right down the road from my house and it says heroes work here and uh you know right now everybody's um excited um and on edge over this and they're much more appreciative of the people who are on the front line doing those things now this is this is one virus um but there are a lot of other things that go around all the time that these people who work in the hospitals who work in healthcare are at a greater risk of the general population so just keep in mind that this is a day-to-day -day activity that these people choose to go into, um, and it's it won't be over when this one particular virus is finished. Yeah, very well said, John. And I think it gets, again, for the majority of us who are not necessarily nurses or doctors on those front lines, um, helping 
fight the battle per se, it can get easy for us to get frustrated sitting more at home or the, the mundane actions in life. But when you try to put yourself in those people's shoes who are actually out there risking it every day, uh, it, it personally for myself makes it a lot easier to, to grind the hours out, you know, working from home. It makes me feel very thankful to have the ability to work from home with the technology we have because in my world, I hadn't really skipped a beat. The restaurant has suffered obviously a little bit, uh, but in the law world, we're still holding out pretty good, trucking right along. So uh, when you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, which we've talked about a lot, especially the healthcare workers in the steel, it, it might make your day a little bit easier being around the house or what. Amen, brother. All right, guys, let's, uh, I think that'd be a good good way to, to segment into the second main topic within the topic today. And that is uh, what we've been doing with our time during the, the virus situation. And I know y'all have families, so maybe y'all can speak to some of the stuff y'all have been doing. So some of our listeners, obviously a lot of them have uh, families themselves, maybe give some ideas out there to what y'all been doing. And, and then I'll toggle along with what's been cracking over here in the, in the Greywood with Restog. What y'all been up to? What y'all been doing to pass the time? Well, for me, um, I'm, like, I'm like Craig Cream. I'm a big hugger. So that's uh, one thing that I've really been missing out on over this is the lack of uh, physical contact with the social distancing that's been going on. And uh, it made me rewrite a song, a portion of a song today that I'm going to go ahead and sing for y'all. <clears throat> and oh, wow. it goes. Oh, come on now. <laughs> ready? Let's do this. Am I never going to hug again? Soiled hands, I've got no Lysol. <laughs> Came out with the original? Uh, is this, wait, is this George Michael? George Michael again, yes. Yes. Oh, that was <laughs> awesome. Yes, Go Steve, you, you killed it, man. I'm trying to find the, the, the I want to complete the song, but I can't. Think of it. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny because they have had some uh, very interesting things that have come, <laughs> that have come, come, come out with this. I've, I've heard some pretty unique songs. Uh, one of them we heard uh, about a week or so ago that wouldn't be appropriate to share on this format. But <laughs> no, it would there was not. another there was another one called the Corona Rhapsody and they basically rewrote the entire Bohemian Rhapsody song. And it was very good. I mean, it was surprising. That's pretty impressive. Not going to lie. And uh, John, I I hope you continue working more with that, the the song so we can, can update the viewer, the listeners each week with that. Maybe let you close out the show today with, with that (laughs) wonderful harmony again for us. That would be wonderful. (laughs) work on it and sing the whole thing at the end <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome hey, we're trying to get the podcast on the map that's probably a great thing if you can get a full song going out there for us well there's uh, uh that brings up another point talking about singing folks um, i was at home this morning we were watching the today show and the singing surgeon came on i don't know if any of you have heard uh, about this guy apparently he's an orthopedic surgeon at the mayo clinic and um he actually has a very good voice. He sings in the OR and he sings in the uh, lobby uh, at the Mayo Clinic. And he had an interesting uh, quote that he said at the end of this, you know, was talking about the things going on in society right now. And uh, ironically, his name is Dr. Elvis uh, Francois. <laughs> just, cra- just cracked me up. He's a singing doctor and his name is Elvis. Uh, but the thing that he said at the end, which I jotted down real quickly, it says, in times, of, in times as dark as these, nothing shines brighter than the human spirit. 
And I thought that was an interesting way uh, for him to close that out. Uh, you know, normally in his uh, practice and in his uh, interaction with people, he liked this thing to kind of lighten the mood, cheer people up. So I just jotted it down and thought it'd be nice to share. No, that's, that's awesome, John. I actually literally had just written down uh, one of the things I've still been able to do is visit with my neighbors. A lot of them talk to them and I literally wrote next to my type notes. The human spirit is still good. Um, and I think that that's really cool that you had just said that because you still do see that um, even though it's not in the same form of people all being together and the energy um, that you can feel in a room, you can still feel it with uh, even through it's great. Like I was thinking, yeah, it is kind of sad. We can't give each other a hug, but at least we can see each other, being able to look at all y'all. Uh, <laughs> this fly shirt he's got going with today. Uh, hey, look, a little, hey, this is my way, dude. Just take your right hand, put it over your left shoulder, left over your right, just give yourself a hug, man. Yeah, well, we, we're, you, we're used to you patting yourself on the back, hot dog. <laughs> Jesus <Christ. laughs> Oh, man. Uh -oh. No, but one other thing. do so much I, for these poor people. <laughs> another thing that I've noticed um, yesterday evening, I was uh, south of town. We were waiting to go pick up some food from my mother-in-law, Dee Dee, and uh, she's uh, recently went through some cancer treatment. So everybody's trying to keep their distance from her. Um, but I was just riding around town, waiting for the food to be ready for us to pick up. And, uh, you know, what I noticed was there was a lot more people out and about, a lot more people enjoying the outdoors, exercising or in their yard playing baseball or throwing a ball with their kids or just those types of interactions. So um, it all, it just seemed like a very good thing, very good uh, use of people's time now that they have extra time on their hands. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's interesting. I always joked with the kids, you know, they get their summer break. I thought to myself, man, does summer end when you're an adult, you know, to get that stretch of a month or two off and just what it'd be like to go back and have that opportunity again. And I'll be mean, darn here. We might actually have it, you know, a couple months off and looking at the things that I've always wanted to do or accomplish. A lot of times it's around the house. Oh, I wish I could do this, this and this. And you kind of dabble in it. Or I wish I could, you know, you know, have a closer uh, how should I put this, you know, more prayer time with my family, uh, tighter spiritual bond, which is, is, is there, but just, it could be better and just personal things that I want to work on. And, and just this past week, you know, I've seen an opportunity unfold. The kids are home for school. They're doing their little, you know, tele-schooling, whatever, their homeschooling where they're getting notes from their teachers and, and doing all that. But in the evenings, you know, we found ourselves, you know, doing more together. So we've had been playing the Wii, played Mario, we watched movies, pressure wash the back uh, of our house, the patio, which has been really awesome, something I've been putting off, but something I probably would have hired someone to do, but since I'm here, you know, I could do it, and which was actually kind of rewarding because I've always liked doing physical labor. That's something that I did through college, and so that's been awesome, and we've been having uh, an opportunity to pray a little more as a family. That's something that I've been trying to push, and so I'm really seeing the fruits and just trying to make the most of this opportunity and to even though I can't work, I can cherish those moments with my family and, and getting things accomplished and, and just maybe having my own sort of summer vacation, so to speak, uh, to refresh and renew uh, with my family and with myself spiritually. And so it's been, it's the first week's been, uh, it's been okay. It's been okay. Well, that's yeah, cool, Craig. Um, one of the things that we usually do as a family, as far as our prayer time, is we like to go through the 
daily bass readings, uh, me and the boys, and it's usually a pretty rambunctious uh, time. Uh, Three-year-old's pretty rowdy, uh, especially now that, uh, you know, we are inside more. Uh, he doesn't get to run around and play as much as he has been in the past. So we tried uh, something new where we started reading, and while reading the scriptures, uh, my wife would put Matthew's name in the scriptures. So she would say, and then, you know, talk to Matthew, and boy, he'd get all excited and start listening. <laughs> That's and the awesome. First couple, the first couple of days, it worked great. However, however, last night, he started recognizing all of his cousins' names in there. So he would hear Joseph, and he'd go, Joseph! <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so long term, I don't know how well it's going to work out, but it worked really <laughs> well for the first two nights. Oh, <laughs> tiny man. Oh, he's <laughs> I think, Craig, that's a good point you made, too. I can relate in some of my own time. Um, I was just, I think you and I were talking about this a little before while we were waiting for John to hop on or uh, earlier, just right before we started recording. But yeah, I used to always clean my house and I still do most of my stuff. I, a lot of people in my world don't think that I do. Uh, laundry, things like that. Everybody thinks Lady J comes over here and helps out, but Matt holds it down himself. But I did get people recently to start cleaning my house once a month, and now I can't do that. So I'm back to the cleaning of the house, but there's something to be said for the satisfaction that you can get uh, by doing it with your own two hands. I'm a big believer in doing that anyway. I've, I've been decently blessed in life, but I still like the, the old uh, reaping the fr fruits of your labor, so to speak. And the other thing that, that I, I could relate to is the prayer time for, for Lent. I actually had decided to do 10 minutes of silence every day. I mean, I pray, spend a lot of time in the word, so to speak, but where you actually sit there and just, you know, talk to God, see what comes about it. Uh, Cause it's hard to find for me personally to find that time where you sit there completely unplugged for everything, even for 10 minutes, which doesn't sound like much. And now I feel like we've been given a great opportunity. It's, really easy to get those 10 minutes now um oh, yeah. and i think it's neat to, to to be that's one thing i hope to do during this time is to capitalize on that time and in my own spiritual journey and things like that well i'm sure 10 minutes of quiet time is difficult for you we all know how you like to talk <laughs> but the other thing you know you touched on uh i gotta say i'm super happy that you're washing your clothes and you're not wearing dirty underwear <laughs> Hey, we, we always wash clothes over here, dude. We got, we, got, we got a nice regimen when it comes to washing the clothes. Um, but yeah, I had just picked up the cleaning people like three months ago, man. It was a new change in my world because uh, between the restaurant, these getting you two to where you just get to push a button to record. Some of us have to do the real work for the podcast over here. Uh, myself and bro lady, that being. And for y'all to do that and then run the law practice, I had to give up a couple of things around the house so we could we could get this thing going a little bit. So it'll be uh, kind of, I think, God's way of saying, maybe you're not ready for the cleaners yet. Just do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, also, you know, last night I was just kind of looking around and looking at some of the things that were posted online about what people are doing or suggestions of what people could do during this time whenever they're quarantine or social distancing. So I, I wrote down a few things uh, from the USA Today Top 100. Um, the first one, um, it says, make a list of things which you are grateful for, which I thought that was good. Um, so take some time, write down some things that you're appreciative and grateful for in your life. Um, uh, that was number 48. Number 35, <clears throat> take time to reflect uh, what you have accomplished in last year 
what your goals are for setting in the future. Um, that was number 35. Another one, and this would probably be good, uh, more geared towards Craig Cream and I, make a classic cocktail, such as a, Man- such as a Manhattan or maybe a, a, you know, something along those lines, like an old-fashioned. Um, number 19, this one probably applies more to a uh, hot dog. Uh, and it says, try on all your clothes and determine whether they spark joy. <laughs> hey, we might, actually... we might, we might not have enough time in quarantine for you to try all your hiking gear on. I don't know. That, Dude, I do that every day. I do that every day with hiking clothes. <laughs> oh, it's funny you say that, Steve. Uh, April was organizing some things and she watched this lady on TV who's really a hardcore organizer. And her whole thing was you take out a piece of clothing or an object you look at it and you ask yourself, does this bring me joy? And if it brings yeah. you joy, keep it. If it doesn't bring you joy, then you really don't need it. And so the idea was that you get give it away or get rid of it. So, hey, this might be a good time to go through all of your excess and find an opportunity to give back to somebody, you know? That's a great point, Craig. Yeah, and the last one that I'm going to talk about on the list is number 30, and it says uh, try out at-home <clears throat> at aerobics or yoga. And uh, yesterday, I came into the office because I was planning on recording uh, at my office since it, the birds were a little too distracting for hot dogs. <laughs> whenever I was, whenever I was testing my um, internet capability and how much, um, you know, that would work better than at my house or if it would be adequate, uh, I caught hot dog in the middle of one of these activities and. Sure enough, he was doing some type of aerobics or something, and he was running around topless. Oh, oh! That is true. John, John did Facetime me yesterday, actually, Greg, and I was working out outside, and I was like, "Why is John Facetiming me?" <laughs> I don't even know if John's ever Face. I thought it was a mistake, but he was trying to make sure that the connection was good because, yes, last time the birds were all over the place, and. Myself and Jeanette, we are trying to have good product here, good sound quality. John wants the listeners to just feel like they're part of the fabric over there. So John had gone to his office, so that's why he FaceTimed me to see how the okay. connection was. And yeah, I was I was right in the middle of the workout out there. Of course, I stopped what I'm doing to talk to my dear friend John. <laughs> oh, look at you! A little, little, a little patio workout, little push-ups. Hey, yeah, dude, I actually have gone old school in the workout department, and it's it's working out really well for me over here. Got some bands, the push-ups, a uh, couple couple dumbbells. I, I do miss my gym, my people, the socializing in there. That is, that's how me and you met. Uh, well, got to know each other really well, Craig. So yeah, for sure. I do, I do miss the times at the gym, but yeah, John caught me in, right in the middle of it yesterday. Good times. Well, it looked <laughs> like to me that he was out there flexing by the ponds. <laughs> was he taking selfies we can use for Facebook, John? I think he was. Yeah, I did not. I was too. I was too shocked. <laughs> that is an absolute negative. Uh, oh, Lord. Man. That's, that's awesome. Hey guys, actually, I have a pretty cool uh, Bible verse I'd like to throw in here that inspired me a little bit. And Let me is- have it. Let me check this out. So St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. And this is a time when he was in prison because he was persecuted for preaching the gospel of Jesus. So he was in a pretty bad place. And a lot of people could uh, relate to the fact they might feel like they're in a prison right now in their own home, depending on what's going on in their life. But and this is Philippians uh, 4, verse 12 through 13. 
I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And that, you know, spoke to me in that, you know, we've a month ago or people felt like, you know, everything was great. Now we're in a time when it's a little dark for a lot of people, but knowing that, you know, through Jesus and the good and the bad, he's always present and gives us strength in these times and opens up our heart to the, the possibilities of what could happen. Um, even in times that are rough, whether that's getting closer to him, which is what I think he's primarily calling us to do, but also closer to our families and, you know, going deep inside of ourselves to, to find out, you know, why we're here and how are we going to come out on the back end of this thing, uh, a better version of ourselves. I love that one, Craig. Um, and what really speaks to me out of that is the um, being content in every situation. Every situation normally does have its own purpose in life. I'm, I'm running around here. Here you go, John, beating a dead horse again. Um, no, God. Sorry, ladies. I've never seen him hit a dead animal. Just, to, <laughs> just so we're out there. I love my sayings in life and we'll, we'll stop with them. Um, but really being content and embracing the situation for what it is, uh, because I think that every situation, generally speaking, has its own purpose, either to learn from uh, a mistake or to really celebrate a high in life. So I, I, I like that. What was the, uh, the scripture verse again? Yeah, it was Philippians 4, verse 12 through 13. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. good what do you think about that, John? No, I think that was great. And to, to steal a phrase that I'm sure Hot Dog has probably said, I'm going to make avocados out of guacamole. Ah. Uh, so the time, the extra time that we have, <laughs> the extra time that we have at home, you know, I, I, that was another thing that I encountered when looking around is that a lot of people are having difficulty spending that extra time with their kids extra time with their spouses uh, that they're not used to. And, you know, for me personally, it's been a wonderful thing. Uh, I don't know that anybody has ever gotten along any better than we are right now. I know we're not that far into it, but it's just been a great experience uh, having that extra time with the family right now. Um, we're just reading, telling jokes, playing with the kids and doing, doing things that we generally don't have as much time to do. And so far, nobody has killed anybody, and uh, we all seem very appreciative of uh, that time that we're getting together. So it's been wonderful. Yeah, I think that's a, a that's awesome to hear, John. And I, another thing I figured was worth sharing. Remember, it's good to still in in rough times laugh a little, smile a little, experience some of the human emotions. I mean, heck, you can make mistakes and say making lemons out of lemonade, and, and still get picked on by John for it, like. <laughs> it's, good in life, it's good in life to laugh and, and uh, experience that even when times might not be the best. Uh, it's it's still good for the heart, good for the soul. Or like Steve said, take your limes and make a margarita. I mean, it's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I've been exercising that one a little bit lately. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of I need to come over there and uh, social distance myself on in your backyard, Greg. Hey guys, y'all are welcome to come social distance at my house. In fact, last night my parents came over. We had a crawfish, uh, takeout crawfish down here in Louisiana. So I picked them up. We were all on the back porch. We were all spread out. It was a nice afternoon and, you know, 
had a few beers, had some crawfish, had some great conversation, kind of give our air hugs, which was tough. Like, you, you know, Steve said, I like to hug, um, but I can't do that even with your own parents. And I know a lot of you out there probably have close friends and family and, and that ability to touch someone and feel connected to them. You know, even just being present in their presence, uh, whether that's in person six feet away or like me and the bros are doing today, uh, we're using a platform called Zoom where we're all talking to each other virtually and we can see each other and hear each other. Just stay connected, um, especially if you don't have, you don't live with someone or have family or friends uh, nearby. Just call them or get out, maybe go sit on their back porch, kind of talk from a distance. It's, it's pretty refreshing. Yeah, now is a good time to do some of the things that we had spoken about in other podcasts about uh, you got the extra time. You know, if you have somebody that you've lost connection with in your life or somebody that means a lot to you, what better time than now to uh, send them a text, give them a call, or write them a personal letter and let them know um, that you're thinking about them uh, in whatever capacity that may be. Uh, so it's a good opportunity with uh, what we have going on, you know to make the avocados. That's outstanding, John. I think that's a, a great thing to do. You can really lift someone's spirits just with something simple as write them a letter, send them an email, little phone call, let them know you're thinking about them. Um, and yeah, cause you don't know when, when your last time would come and, and it's a good use of the current time. And another thing that pops out to me, the last thing that I had written down in these kind of moments is, uh, and it's from Colossians 3, 2, and it says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And, you know, right now we got a lot happening down here on the earth, uh, so to speak, a lot of chaos, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. And, but if you focus on, on things above eternity, which, which you, you know, hopefully uh, I know myself personally looking for, uh, and, and that's the ultimate goal in, in my life is, is doing what I can uh, for eternal happiness. And if you set your mind on that, it can bring you a lot of peace um, and a, time of chaos. Amen. Matt. No. I think now more than ever, uh, we're being called to, to do that, to set our eyes above. And at the end of the day, the deeper our relationship, I believe with God, uh, the, the more we can handle these tough times. And, you know, knowing that we're only on earth for a finite period of time, like you said, snap of a finger. We, <laughs> I could, I could, uh, it could all end tomorrow. Boom. And so, whenever we are here on earth and we know what we're living for and why we're living, it just, it just gives you a sense of peace. So take this opportunity to, to get closer, to learn more. And if you can't do it yourself, reach out to somebody who you think might be able to help you with that. And I think that's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, comment. Yeah. And it sounds like that, uh, that is happening in our community from some of the conversations that I've had with uh, the clergy. Uh, so you know, it sounds like some good fruits that are coming from this um, uncomfortable situation. Okay, uh, folks, I just want to clear up another issue. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people are out of work or being laid off and there's uncertainty. I just want to let everybody know we're not hiring on any staff right now as, uh, you know, the podcast uh, a number of people have texted me and said that uh, Hot Dog keeps saying he wants to employ our listeners. Uh, I think he means implore. So we're not <laughs> we're we're not hiring on any positions at this time. <laughs> we, I'm glad again my fine language abilities are getting 
worked over here a little bit, which is great. I'm glad I can provide some comedic relief on that. We are looking for guests, though. So I would say that well, we might not be able to bring someone onto the team. We could bring a guest on, which is something we're probably, we're going to work on doing. And we have, um, we've mentioned before, we have a great couple episodes with Sean Corcoran. We're just kind of waiting for the appropriate time to release those. So be looking out for that in the future, too. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, Hot Dog, um, have you had anything in your life uh, this week that's caused you to hit the brakes? Yeah, I did. And, and um, everything in life, obviously, is making us slow down. But last night I did. I kind of was doing what Craigery did. I rolled over to my parents and uh, sat on the back porch and was eating with them. And two neighbors down is our friend, Dr. Heinen, who we've mentioned a few times on the podcast. And I actually... Heinen! <laughs> we gave, we've given him a shout out or two and he was laughing saying some people had actually reached out to him saying hey man we heard you mentioned on the podcast so that that made me smile <laughs> pretty good but uh really it made me stop again I'm, I'm pretty vigilant and obviously concerned about our current situation with the virus uh, for a number of reasons health economy all those type things uh but i'm, I'm still living my life I'm, I'm pretty blessed again from like we all are on, on the cast here with our Technology means ability to, to still kind of keep trucking along. Obviously, I've had a little hiccup at the restaurant, which um, for me personally, I'm more worried about the employees than myself. So, so not huge major impacts, minus just a slowdown in life. But I was talking to Doc, and he was telling me that um, one of his good buddies who lives a couple of houses down, you probably know him, John. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, man, it's driving me crazy. I can't think of his name. But anyway, uh, his... Monte. Monte, that's right. His, wow. Uh, wife, yeah. I saw that. Jason Monte. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, he's got a son that's like a 3L med student in New Orleans right now um, who was like, I guess, doing rotations and things like that and was around, I think, 20 some odd people who had it. He had to like go self quarantine at home. He's home now. His wife's a nurse, I believe. She's like on the front lines of, of doing this and was talking about the overcrowding situation mm -hmm. and how, you know, it's probably only a matter of time before it blossoms up here where we live. Hopefully, God willing, it doesn't or doesn't get too bad, but you're listening to him and then he's saying, man, I got a phone call and uh, he's a family doctor, so he's not one who's running around the emergency rooms, things like that, but that they called him and, and he may be called in at some point to have to go assist with some of this stuff. And you're looking at that saying, man, that's, that's a guy who lives two houses down. It just makes you stop when you know somebody who's personally being, like I'm sure a lot of our listeners do personally being affected by the situation. Uh, just made me stop a little bit and appreciate it for more than what it is. Yeah. And um, I was talking with a couple of my brothers last weekend and both of them do anesthesia and, uh, the mandates coming out for them or even if they contract the virus, they are required to go in and continue to work. So um, that's a little different situation in that even if you get sick, even if you get the virus, they will be required to continue to go in and do those procedures that are, uh, you know, life threatening. Wow. Wow. All right, guys. Well, uh, well, look, we uh, appreciate everybody listening in today. We hope the quality wasn't too bad and that um, everybody can try to make lemonade out of lemons <laughs> out there. Wow. And we, we encourage uh, everyone to keep a, we encourage everyone to <laughs> keep a positive <laughs> attitude during this time and trust in the greater plan uh, from above. 
like we've mentioned, I know Craig and I have a time or two on this deal. Every storm does eventually run out of rain. Uh, stay positive, optimistic, because in the snap of the finger, it can all actually change for the better. So um, until next time, we'll catch you later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining.